Hello there, boys and girls. How are we all doing? <laughs> yeah, right. So it's been, it's been, yeah, a, been a quiet couple of days, really. Yes, it? yes. We're yeah. on, so welcome back to the Pretty Bowls podcast with myself, Daryl, me, Jamie and James. Um, as you can see, we're, on, we're doing a live show this week. Um, we think it's a bit of a bit of an important show to sort of do it. We haven't done a live for a couple of weeks. Um, a little bit of a different, the same format, but we're going to go, we're going to talk West Ham at the very end. We're going to talk uh, the shambolic performance against Newcastle and the upcoming uh, fixture against Chelsea on Saturday uh, in our second segment. To start off with, we're going to discuss this European Super League um, that has kicked off yesterday, that has just gone absolutely apeshit with everything going on. Um, Probably when you look at it as a West Ham fan kind of way and what what you can get out of it, it's probably not a bad thing as a fan like that, but as a football fan in general, it's a disgrace, absolutely disgrace, and it is embarrassing. Um, One sec, Jay. For those who don't know, uh, there has been 12 teams, 12 teams from England, Italy and Spain uh, that have joined together to make this European Super League, um, which is midweek, which is meant to be a midweek thing. So the six teams from England are Chelsea, Arsenal, Man United, Man City, Liverpool, and for some reason, Spurs. Spurs. Right, come on. Um, there are other teams, but I can't bother naming out. Um, AC Milan, Inter Milan, Juventus, Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid, Barcelona. Barcelona. So it's there a big team there, right? And it is a good, it's a, it's, it's a good lineup, but come on. Right, let's discuss it. Let's just get going with it. Thoughts on it? Agree, not agree. Things that are happening. Obviously, there's been a bit of breaking news in the last like 20 minutes or so about teams being kicked out the Champions League, which we can discuss as well. West Ham's implications. Mig, I'm going to go to you first, as you're like our, um, well, you're our statistician, as we can say. You like you like all your stuff. Like Talk to me about your thoughts on this um, European Super League. It's just a joke all round, really, isn't it? I mean, as you say, like we as a club could potentially benefit out of it. But at the end of the day, for the wider footballing world, it's a disgrace. It will be nothing but bad for the game as a whole. You lose the, the trickle down of finances that you get with the current football model, which lower league clubs is their lifeline. Um, so you'll, you'll probably end up seeing a lot of clubs go out of business. And what you, what this has proven is what we've all known for a while is that these owners, um, and it's particularly prominent amongst American owners because they've come from a system of sports franchises where it is a close shop and you can't just get into the NFL, MLB, MLS, any of those leagues you have to be invited in and that's exactly what they want over here they want a constant revenue stream they want good commercials which is exactly what this is going to offer them and they want their to they want their money to go up and it's all about business for them it's not about the fans it's not about people like us that want to spend their hard-earned money going to watch and follow their team home and away it's just an absolute joke and the best thing that's come out of this is the absolute universal hatred and everyone banding together to oppose it. Completely agree. Jamie, what's your thoughts on it all? I, well, I got banned from Twitter for 24 hours because of my views on it. So, you wanker. <laughs> uh, 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 How dare you um, get banned from Twitter? You're giving us Jamie, a bad I'm, name. Jamie, I'm, I'm very oh. proud of you. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I to be fair, it weren't even that bad. No. I <laughs> it could have been so much worse. Yeah. It's probably a good thing that it weren't me commenting because I'd have probably made it a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> I just said, I hope you get battered, you little pricks, to Liverpool. I thought it was fair. 
Um, I just think this is a disgrace beyond belief. Look, I don't think the Champions League is perfect. And I actually think what the Champions League have come out with for the new reforms is just is bad. Is Why should a team like Arsenal, because of their coefficient and their legacy, get entitled to a spot in the Champions League? They shouldn't. And look, I've never been Jurgen Klopp's biggest fan, but he was right when he came out tonight and said, right, look, West Ham could get top four, and if they get top four, they divert to be in the Champions League. I don't want them to be. It's This is simply just the rich caring about themselves and not anybody else. Like I've looked into this and I've seen loads of stuff. Liverpool have won one Premier League title in 30 years and what they now think they're entitled to more. Last time Tottenham won the league, who do you think won the league the year before Tottenham did? Burnley. So how are they really? any different to Burnley? Arsenal right now are an absolute shambles. Like Arsenal aren't any better than bloody Leeds. If, like, you, if you're going on that, and if you're going on the big six clubs, Leicester are in. Leicester are a bigger club technically right now than Spurs and Arsenal. Yeah. It's all money. It's generally all money. Why the fuck are Tottenham here? Like, genuinely, the only reason they're there is because of the money side of it. They've got a new stadium. L- look, I get why the Spanish team's doing it. Both Real Madrid and Ace, uh, Barcelona in $2 billion uh, euros worth of debt, they'll do anything to try and claw that money back. But if this goes through, I think football, as we know it, is dead. But I'm, I'm not happy. I can, see, I can see why Tottenham jumped on it, because they've got and a stadium Arsenal. to pay for. No, and Arsenal. Like, Arsenal was sitting there like, oh, we can't get into Europe at the moment, so let's go into some competition where we're guaranteed to be playing against the best every time. All right, join that league. And after a month, when you're sitting bottom of the label, like, oh, I don't like this anymore. You'll you know be back. Do you know what so, is interesting, though, right? Because Leicester, they're quite a big, well-known team in, in Asia. When I went to there, they've got a club shop in uh, Bangkok Airport. Um, the, everywhere I went, that, make, I went, that makes sense though, because their owners are. T- yeah, uh, yeah, 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 I know they are. I know that's. I was actually heading that sort of view. But what I meant by that is that they've actually got quite a good following anyway over there, and I'm surprised. And well, it just shows the integrity of their club that they didn't try to get in involved with this, considering the last few years how well they've been doing. Difference for Leicester is, James, right? And I, I do agree with you, but for teams like Spurs, Arsenal, not Arsenal, not so much in the last sort of five, six years, United, Liverpool, Chelsea, Man City, uh, even Spurs, the Champions League, they've done well in. They've done well in, they've progressed well. Like, look at Spurs in the Champions League final the other year, right? So you can you can see why they're a, they're, they're a big club. I hate to say that, but they, they have been, in the last 10 years, they've been a big club, especially yeah. in, uh, in in England. Leicester have done brilliant in the Premier League for the last five, six years, but part, one, one big go in the Champions League, but you can't really put them in that sort of banner. But so the other thing, I, don't, I can see why Leicester haven't done it. But the other thing I will say is, Daryl, this is a Super League from three countries. Like, there's over 50 countries in Europe. So you're telling me, like, teams like Ajax, who deserve to be there, teams like Celtic. Celtic have got more history than three of those teams from England. Like, they've won more Super Leagues than Arsenal, Tottenham, and um, what's the other one? Who's Man City. Like, they've all not won it. It's... Yeah. Let's let's go by... Go on, sorry, Mick. 
Yeah, let's. The thing is, you can you can name so many other clubs that have more of a right to be in anything like this, but let's not for, like forget what it is, and it's it's nothing to do with history of a club, legacy of a club, um, the size of the club, and it's all about money, and that's yeah. what it comes down to, and mm. that's why you won't see teams from Scotland, you won't see teams from the Netherlands, you might see teams like apparently Porto were invited and declined. Mm. Um, obviously, the German yeah, sides have come out and said that they're not signing up, which I mean. Thank God that there's some clubs out there standing up for themselves. I actually but... see earlier on that on Talkspot, I think they were saying that Bayern Munich are still thinking about entering. Yeah, Dortmund. I, th- I think they will swiftly reconsider now that they've seen the backlash that's come out. Yes. Yeah. Out of and the it's... two, I'd be more surprised. Yeah, I'd be less surprised, sorry, if they're... Bayern did go in. But they're I'm, also I'm public. surprised that PSG didn't go for it. But they're also publicly owned um, by Munich, which pays PSG is the one. Like everyone probably would have said when this was going through, PSG would have been one of the first names on the list. But it's also you look at the reports. Apparently, Chelsea and City were per, uh, pushed into a corner. It was Liverpool and United that really pushed this. And like Chelsea, let's be honest, that Sheikh Mansour doesn't need any more money. City are the richest club in the world. Roman Abramovich has made how much money? It's all the Americans that have really pushed for this, from what you can see. I have just seen that um, this was earlier today. Uh, Marco Rossi, who's a freelance journalist, he works for does work for the Telegraph and uh, Marca in Spain, um, saying that he was hearing rumours that Chelsea and Man City were already trying to U-turn. Um, neither liked the idea, but had to follow or risk huge financial problems. They can they can persuade Spurs and believe three English clubs will be enough to dissolve plans. So the thing is, I feel like these owners have kind of got them into a bit of a pickle like kind of sort of gotten by the balls a little bit. So even if they didn't really want to go in it, the fact it's almost like they dangled the carrot so much to them. Okay, here's 250 million to spend in the transfer window. So they spend it. Then because they've got a a big back in, they don't have to sort of necessarily worry about paying that off. Then they, here's another window. Here's another 250 million. So before you know it, Teams like Man United and Man City are spending over a billion in like a couple of years. And then because not like like a club like us, we can never relate to that because we've never had it. But we kind of, if we're in debt, we kind of suffer the next transfer window because of it. Whereas these clubs don't have to deal with that. This opportunity coming along. Oh, by the way, you can uh, if you come into this, you'll get given three three billion or something ridiculous. Three hundred and fifty million, which is more like the Champions League. Okay, yeah, million. million, right? That will uh, well for that will pay off all your transfer budget for that one season done already. So it's kind of I don't know. I just I can see why they've kind of they can't really have a leg to stand on because they say if they quit and leave Man United where they do. Then they've got all this debt to then try and clear up. It's 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 a really weird situation being on the outside of it as we are as West Ham fans. Um, now I've, I've uh, mate, I'm not the biggest Twitter follower anyway, but today I've been quite I've been, I've been on there quite a lot looking at a lot of posts. A lot of the big six fans are absolutely livid, mm-hmm. like absolutely Liverpool fans. I can't believe some of the stuff I've seen from Liverpool fans. Yeah. Um, Considering how bad they've seen their season has been, and they they potentially could still not get in the Champions League this year as champions of England, like ex champions of England from last year, 
Liverpool fans are going absolutely Gary, and I, I'm bang on with them, right? and it's, it's spot on um, because it is. You're taking football away from your fans, yeah. um, like especially Premier League football is the pinnacle of world football. Everyone knows that. All right, uh, there's probably better teams out there, maybe apart from City right now, like Madrid, Barcelona. There's big, there's bigger teams, but our league is the pinnacle of world football, and you're taking your big names out of that league to start saying else. Bang out of order. Bang, bang out of order. And it is embarrassing to those clubs. Um, obviously, we've all got our own thoughts on these clubs personally as fans, but it makes it even worse now. I've seen people come out with just hatred for them even more now. Do you know what? I've, I've found, uh, I, I saw a post that I think that Karen Brady's going to a meeting because they're not going into this. Now, I'm wondering though, if beforehand, hindsight in mind, beforehand, they had got given the opportunity. No, to, I, I, because we're classed as technically the seventeenth, eighteenth richest club in the world. I've, I, I look. No I, this, this is really whether they would have got into it or not. This has rattled my cage. I've never been a GSB in person, but there's been people out there like saying, "Oh, you know, uh, David Sullivan, David Gold would have taken this up," and it's like. Wait a sec, you've got no evidence in the world that suggests that they'll take this. Hmm. You just want to give them grief for the sake of giving them grief. Like they're I the think ones to them for standing up to it. Yeah, they've actually they don't look as bad as they as we all think they are. They're condemning yeah. it because they have to. But there's people out there who say, Oh, gold's a money snatcher, because uh, Sullivan's a money snatcher, he would have taken this opportunity. You've got no evidence to suggest that. You just yeah. want to rip our board. He might have done. He might have, he might have wanted to take it. But again, yeah. if you're right, we have no evidence of that. Yeah. Um, just quickly while we're there, Michael Edwards, uh, thanks for commenting, mate. Um, the biggest difference that I gathered, though, is that most German clubs are governed by members with the 50 run rule. That is right. It is, I believe, 49% owned by fans. No, 51. So the 50 plus one rule is that all clubs in Germany have to have a majority ownership by the fans. So 50 plus one percent. But that's where the contention is with RB Leipzig, um, because they've sort of managed to skirt and flout that rule in a bit, which is how they got up through the league so quickly, because they just had Red Bull pumping money in. Okay. Mm. Um, You've got to give a big thing out to the FA, to UEFA, FIFA, all these the big organisations to literally come out and, and condemn this pretty quickly. Um, what what what's your thoughts on if if these clubs do it? What's your thoughts on the players that play? Do they because there's obviously rumours going around that um, they will not be allowed to be picked for their international side because it is not not governed by UEFA from FIFA. What do these players do? These clubs might go, but do these players give up international football? I think some will. Like, for example, would someone like Robert Lewandowski go and play in it? Probably, because is he ever going to win a World Cup with Poland? Probably not. But you look at other players, like, would Phil Foden want to still play in this when his England career is just going started? Would a Marcus Rashford, a a Mason Greenwood, like, would they want to put their career to an end? Like, yes, money probably talks to a certain level, but I look, I still don't think this happens because I think there's too much public pressure. And I think if it does happen, I don't think it's going to be a success because the new people who take it on aren't going to... I don't think football fans will support it. Anyone who is... Okay, um, this is not something I often say. If you go and watch one of these games, I don't see you as a football fan. 
you're a money grabber who does not care about football. You don't care about these football clubs. I just general. think I think the majority of people that might want to watch this sort of stuff are the ones that aren't really necessarily associated with a team that just like following maybe like it'll watching. It'll be yeah. by a lot of a lot of um, foreigners really because you look at all these big teams. Mm. Uh, like United have got massive following abroad, Madrid, Barcelona have got massive, massive followings in India, places like this, where there's a lot of lot of views, and that is where they'll get their right. revenue from. It is that. Um which is wrong, completely wrong. Yeah, um, it's, it'd be interesting to know like how how because on paper, looking at those teams in that sort of grid graphic format, it looks it does look brilliant. It's like almost like, uh, a, like you know, I kind of disagree with you, though. Kind of disagree, right? And this is, it's, I understand your point. I completely agree with your point. Like, you look at it and go, wow, big teams everywhere. The best thing about these teams playing each other in the Champions League is you get it right at the end when it is serious stages of football, like, and it's knockout football and, and we love it and you get great competitions. If you're, if, if we're watching that every week, for say twenty four weeks with twelve teams, I'd be bored out my skull watching teams like I that. Think, yeah, it's the it's the occasion of okay, who are they going to draw in the? Who's going to get? Who's going to be the semi final draw? Are going to be against that gets exactly. the battle. If, exactly. if you know, if you know you're playing, if you know you've got to play Juventus next week, the, you know you've already played them once this year already. Like the buzz isn't yeah. as. Did you know that Chelsea and Real Madrid never played each other before? This Champions League semi-final will be the first time they've ever played each other in what? a competitive ever? game. In history. In a wow. competitive game. Mad, isn't it? But, like, I've seen, like, I think even Jurgen Klopp says it. Like, if you're playing Real Madrid twice a season and then you might play them again in a knockout, you're playing them four times a year, it gets boring. That's like, the thing. It's, everything is, like, the more you do shame. something, the less shine it has. Yeah. It's just, it's, 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 it, this reminds me a lot of, and James is going to have no idea what I'm talking about here. Um, and Aaron and Jamie might have an idea of the, the World Series cricket, the Kerry Packer tours that yeah. they set up in the late 70s, where yeah. Kerry Packer was, um, he owned Channel 9 in Australia and he didn't get the rights to the cricket coverage. So he basically went away and signed up international cricketers to make his own international cricket tournament. So it was Australia, there was the West Indies, and there was a world team. And But then the players that went and played in that were, were then banned from representing their own countries. And this was over 30 years ago now. So it's mad yeah. that we've basically come full circle in a different sport. And I just, I just hope that the football federations, UEFA, FIFA, and all the individual nations stand up um, as they look like they will do. Yeah. You know what? A little bit of me, a little bit of me, wants it to go ahead because just a little bit of me purely because I want that rule to cut I want them to be punished for doing it I want teams like us Leicester Everton to have that time to shine um I know the the standard in the league will drop but you know like when when you it's at least it'll be a bit more of a competitive market Mm-hmm. Um, with the, with them players not being able to come outside this, and then you've also got like I think like it's going to be interesting to know. So what if uh, you know you have a, like someone? This is what's interesting: Declan Rice, for example, right? 
Mm-hmm. Now we've got we we value him at a hundred million, say, whether he's worth that or not. We value him at that because to our club, he's that much of a reply. We're not going to be able to replace him. So on a normal day, if Man United went here is a hundred million and you can have Jesse Lingard for nothing, I think it might twist their arm and they might go ahead of that. There's no might about it. They'd take that. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Million Jesse Lingard, Just mate. for argument's sake. Okay, whatever. Knowing then, they'll probably snap, your link, snap you off for Lingard. Now, <laughs> if, yeah. now, if, now, if Man United are now in this competition and or Arsenal or Chelsea or whoever, right, and they actually want to take Declan Rice over because he wants to play in this Super League. Double your price. Double your price, yeah. easily. Then would that then that would then make us because almost like a superpower in this mini Premier League because no one else would have probably out of the other teams have they got that much of a bargaining chip like we have with Rice. But the thing yeah. is, like, like without without again, like just without the pretense of players wouldn't go because they then wouldn't be able to represent their country or whatever. You would have a situation and scenarios where. All the money's going up to those big teams. Yes, mm. they'll then sign your players from West Ham's and Leicester's and Villa's and who else is left. But they're not going to have the ability to pull in the big names. They'll be able to pull in good names, but as soon as they're then better, where are they going to go? They're only going to go up. Yeah, but that's, where I, that's where I think if this if this does happen and it it's, it's all it's all hypothetical stuff. You're going to get players that will want to go and play in this European Super League. Of course you are. But I think you'll get the more the likes of like Ronaldo, Lewandowski. These sort of players will go now. They're getting older. They'll play in it because their time as a big professional footballer to get these payouts, they're going to go. Mm. But for these players... careers are probably nearly over as well. Rice, Foden, you can name a load of international young players all around, all around Europe. It's a massive risk. It's a huge, huge, huge risk for them because if this goes tits up, all right, teams will eventually buy you back, but you'll you'll probably lose a lot a lot of fans elsewhere and stuff. It's a it's a massive risk for players as well, I think, to take this on. Mm. Um, but if if it does go like that, as you said, Matt, and money goes up, if these players don't go, it'll only make teams like us, Leicester, uh, Villa, Evan. potentially Leeds more powerful in in the English structure. Like Sociedad, Valencia, because they'll get more money coming in and there'll be more money. Because team, TV, especially now with the backlash, TV will still pump money into the Premier League and the La Liga, whatever. So it'll only mean more money for these clubs that way, which is a good thing for us in a way because we'd be, we'd be a lot more financially stable, blah, blah, blah. The, the but, thing with the money is it would completely change the finances of football because you don't know... Mm. what the viewing figures are going to be like. So you might have TV deals for the Premier League actually go down and that Sky yeah. and your BT aren't throwing the money in because the real viewing figures, it's maybe not yeah. maybe not domestically, but internationally, could be on the Super League. So you'll Why? get the likes of bidding for that. And then that's yeah. where the money goes again. And what? it's all it's just going to throw the, econ- the economy of football out the window. The reason they put through the 12.30 football game in England was to aim at the Asian market. So realistically, like... The Asian market, no offence like us, ourselves and your Leicesters and your Everton's, are they going to be wanting to watch that on an early Saturday kickoff as much as maybe a Liverpool or um, a Manchester yeah, United? Still, mate, not all 12.30 kickoffs are big games. I've watched them no, terrible no, 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 no. this year, mate. But you know, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Like, if you haven't got 
any of those six teams, like, let's be honest, the Asian market, most of them support the bigger sides. That's what they're yeah. introduced to. You're right. You are right. But then at the same point, the, the, the counter argument to that is, you could easily go for a season where your big six only play 12.30 on a Saturday six times. Yeah. Yeah, not even that. Because because it is normally, normally the bigger games, the bigger Premier League games are 5.30 when people are done at work and stuff like that, and Sundays when people are off work. Yep. Bigger teams will normally play those games because of because of what it is. Like your biggest game of the weekend is over five thirty on a Saturday. Or the four o'clock on a Sunday. This is normal time, not like COVID screening times where every game's on normal times. It's either five thirty on a Saturday or four o'clock on a Sunday. They're your two biggest games of the weekend. And yeah. another thing is the four o'clock on the Sunday is a lot of the time because you've got teams playing in Europe. So they play on a Sunday and not a Saturday. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I mean that I mean it's the the thing to remember to this as well is this their idea here isn't a walk away from the Premier League and mm. have just this as their main competition. This is a midweek competition for them to replace the UEFA Champions League. It's just them. They want to do that and still participate in the Premier League, which but. would just massively hurt every other club in that league. Because again, all the money's going to be there. It's JP Morgan, I think, that have yeah, started JP. financing it and they've put in $3 billion, is it, or something? Have like you heard the it. other thing? Because this is the other thing why, man, you have been so dodgy about it. Who did Ed Woodward used to work for? JP Morgan. Like, JP, like, there's, there's some dodgy links here that have just go back to it all. Like, the other thing is, say they stay in the Premier League and they're in this super league, the bullshit league, I'm going to call it. Um, they're going to treat the Premier League as a Carabao Cup. They're not going to play their best players against Wolves away on a Saturday. They're not the going to. The thing with that is as well, they could have, they could essentially have two rotating teams where they you have your clubs. Premier League team. We'll have which six still, cities, we? Yeah, exactly. They'll just run away with the Premier League because you could sign the likes of Declan Rice and Jack Grealish and anyone else that you want and play them in your Premier League side. And then you get your big names in for the, the Super League games and then yeah. you just walk away with it. It's 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 just an absolute joke. But uh, say the the thing again, it's all but if what you are for and that are saying if they play in this competition, they will not be able to play in the Premier League. They will not be able to play in competition. So they're gonna ban them. Yeah. We'll hear more tomorrow, I think, won't we? Because the, there's a Premier League meeting tomorrow with all 14 of the clubs yeah. that aren't the six that are involved and also apparently a UEFA emergency meeting. I was listening to the Palace owner and he was talking about it on Monday Night Football. Uh, oh, imagine if imagine if they ban, they not banned, but they deducted points. Well, that's, that's the question I was going to ask now. So um, if, if we're on a panel... Um, or if you've got a say in it, what would what would you like to see happen to these six teams um, from the Premier League? What do you think realistically will happen? Um, I know what I will happen. <laughs> For some reason, we went to a break. I don't really know why. James was just being a weirdo, as per usual. I asked a question. <laughs> Let's go to a break. Right. <laughs> uh, give me some answers to my question then, if you can remember it since before the break. I will quickly throw out there that um, what should uh, what I think the best course of action is. I don't think kicking them out of the league for this season is doing anyone any favours because whoever then wins the league 
has this massive asterisk over it and it will never really be thought of in the same light as any other victory. So if we won it or Leicester won it, everyone would be like, well, it didn't really count. So I think it would be, it's got to be a threat. And so if you don't drop these plans as of the start of next season, you're gone. Mm. Yeah, I'm with, and I think hefty fines is the only, well, the thing is, it It means nothing. Yeah, that's the problem. Would you potentially, if they carried on with them, relegate them? You wouldn't know. Like as, they'll threaten it, but they won't because all that money that they're going to lose from them six clubs, I don't think they'd do it. That's like genuinely what I think. They won't do it. They don't think the Premier League's probably sustainable without them. But then if you do this to these clubs, if you put them down, potentially not one division because there is still enough championship football on TV, put them down a few divisions... Even if this Super League don't go through, you do, and this is your. If say this Super League doesn't happen, they still punish them this way. You drop them down leagues; they're going to lose out on TV funding as well. Now, right. to these big clubs, it isn't. Liverpool Reds are winning one nil. By the way, feel sorry for Damn it. <laughs> I would, I would personally love to see Kevin De Bruyne forced to rock up against Stockport. That yeah, would be good. It, it could <laughs> It could happen, or the other thing, if it's still... Because I think they should be punished either way, even if it doesn't happen now. For me, it, they're doing it at this time of the season, it, they should be punished some way. Um, if it gets cancelled, I'd, I'd potentially start all six of these teams with a massive points deduction and a big fine. Tell you what, Dale. Uh, Build in, in Germany are reporting that Bayern, Porto and Dortmund could be reinstated to the Champions League this season and replaced the Super League clubs in the semi-finals. Yeah. Oh, mm. I, I didn't think they could do that. I would be impressed if they did. What I about they 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 want... great. Absolutely throw it in their faces. Honestly. What about if the, uh, the next season they start with negative points? Daryl just said that, yeah. yeah. Is that what you, sorry, is that what you just said? Ah, yeah. oh, fair enough. Yeah. You're, just, you're just trying to Take my point, mate. Yeah, he's too busy thinking about Jesse Lingard videos, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I was. Not gonna lie. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say I'd give him, I'd give him a very, very hefty fine, very hefty fine, and I'd put that fine money back into um, lower league teams, grassroots stuff like that, because they can find these clubs massive amounts, and I'd start them potentially with twenty points each, minus twenty points each. They probably all still get out of it, but you'll still. No, Arsenal you know, wouldn't. <laughs> I just uh, my biggest thing is I don't see how these owners have the they have the attitude that they think they're better than every other team. That is what it saddens me. It's more of the arrogance, isn't it? Yeah, like how like it's just 20, 30 years ago, some of the big six that would have been there now aren't even in the Premier League. Like so they're trying to protect their status. They don't want them to. They don't want to be the next Nottingham Forest, the next Blackburn, and it's disgraceful yeah. that they like think that. Like Man U got relegated in the seventies. They got back up. Like that's what football has always been good about. There's consequences, and you're you get paid off for your success, and. It's sad, really. Here's a question for you. Do you think they have done this because there's no fans in the stadiums right now? Yes. I think this is why it's gone through now, because they know there's no repercussions. Could you imagine if Leeds versus Liverpool, there was 35,000 
Leeds fans in that ground. Well, and three or four thousand Liverpool fans. Mm. Yeah, right. I, think... I, I wouldn't even think about that. I was thinking about West Ham Chelsea at the weekend. Mm. West Ham fans will go absolutely mental, like mm. at it. You know as with Chelsea fans, I believe. Yeah. No, do you know what? I wonder. It'd be interesting to know what happened if they just went refused to play you. Give them the points. Uh, I've seen people say you do that. Like a protest sort of thing. I wouldn't be surprised if anything like that happened. The only thing, the, the thing for me would be now, and it, it, you see Leeds do it tonight. You protest in a way that um, gets your name out there as a club that wants to help fans. They, they had shirts on tonight that was earn earn the Champions League uh, football is for fans stuff like that. Perfect. That is a sort of that is a sort of demonstration you want. Now, for to make it even more perfect, Leeds would beat Liverpool here tonight. One nil down, <laughs> probably not going to happen. But teams now have to start beating these big six and really go at it. B big celebrations like that. If we beat Chelsea at the weekend, mate, I'd but be this, nuts. Like, but this is the other joke. These six teams, Tottenham, are absolute like the, just, Spurs and just are horrific. Arsenal just scored a 98th minute equaliser against relegated, almost relegated Fulham. And they like if you watch Arsenal fan TV, you wouldn't think it. They've just won the bloody league if you watch that celebration. Man, you struggled against Burnley. Like these teams that are, they are looking down on, they're struggling to beat. West Brom, who are going to get relegated, beat Chelsea 5 2 less than a month ago. And they now think they've got the self righteousness to go, oh, we can be in another league that we're better than them. It's an absolute bollocks. It's rattled my cage. <laughs> Absolutely rattled. And then, then and then as if it weren't enough, then West Spurs going Spurs going um, sack Mourinho today as well, which there were rumours about it was because he was in protest about the Super League, but then it looks as though that's probably not true and it is just results. But then mm. I, I was shocked by that with Levy taking out the money to sack him because obviously we know he's on a massive contract. And mm. I think Mourinho has made something like Ninety million pounds in sackings, yeah, from being paid off in his contracts. Mad, mad, like, but uh, look, I've only seen these as rumours. Is it? Do we think it's true that he refused to go out and take the training ground? There's earlier? conflicting reports. I think the thing that's really made it the most odd is not the timing in terms of the Super League. It's the timing before the Carabao Cup final. Yeah. Like, what, why would you sack arguably the best manager for cup finals in like in football in history six days before the cup final that you hide him to get? Like you wouldn't do it. Like any football club, yeah, Tottenham fans hate Mourinho. And to be fair, normally they'd be happy he's gone. But he's got a history. I think he's lost like two cup finals in 14. I'd do anything for him to get absolutely smashed on Sunday. <laughs> anything. But Man City, I know Man City have been backed into a corner. If any way possible, I'd like neither of them to win it. Right. Yeah, it's, I've always had a little bit of... Uh, oh, wouldn't it be great if the, FA, if the FA just cancelled it and said oh. nobody wins? <laughs> And Give just it to Bradford. Put in two teams that work. That there's a lot of few. There's just a few. Just put West Ham. We'll take it. Yeah, there's a few different variables, isn't there? Obviously, because you got the. We've, we've always had like that. Um, if we, we want Man United to win, you know, Europa League, etc. So it it falls right for us. So if we did drop out of four, we can still get it with a fifth. You know, with, or with at least Europe with a fifth. Um. It'd be interesting to know how, how this would work if we did get if they did get cancelled and they, they weren't allowed to 
because this is Tottenham's really, I know they still mathematically can make it, but perfect opportunity then for them to go, boom, here's the uh, Europa League qualification. Mm. Yeah. Uh, last thing I want to say on this uh, thing, I've just actually watched the video of it while we were chatting. Um, Klopp's come out and said before the game, yeah. he was not told about any of this until it come out as news. You can guarantee uh, that that's the same across all the clubs as well. The, which, plan, the players, which, the managers. Which is just horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. And I hope it derails some of their seasons. I really do. Um, but I also really, don't... I'm, I, I also have sympathy for the players and the managers. Oh, like, massive. Massive yeah. sympathy for They've been stitched up. Yeah. Like, I don't... I've never been... I, I'm going to keep saying it. I don't like Liverpool. I don't like Klopp. But the way he done with his interview, he basically condemned it and he gave his board... Like said, like I don't agree with this, but also like kept the focus on the game tonight. If and this is true, what Mourinho's done earlier on is is it's the same as what Klopp sort of come out and said. He's he's not he's not up for this thing. I'm not taking my team out to train. I think if it goes through, I think Klopp will leave Liverpool. Mm. Uh, I really do. Oh, Solskjaer's at United, this, but he's not going to get a bigger job than that. I think um, Tuchel probably leave Chelsea. Why would you? You've just got to the Premier League. Like, why would you want to go and do? Like, I think it had really, really strapped teams in different ways that than we think. But again, this I mean, is. I think we'll discuss this for the next couple of episodes because news is going to come out of this yeah. a lot in the next two weeks. So we will keep the running sort of. Maybe not for so long. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is good. Look, I know I joked yesterday. No, it don't matter. It does matter for football. It does. Yeah. A good discussion. I've I've actually quite enjoyed the discussion. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean because obviously the majority of the news is the initial shock, isn't it? So we're like, oh yeah. my god. But then you're going to get bigger news now. Like by the time yeah. we play Chelsea, all, all these teams could be out of Champions League. Yeah, um, it's just it's just nice for us to all agree on something for once. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> well, this thing all for the last time this evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and speaking of which, let's go to our planned break, uh, James. Um, <laughs> We'll come that back. Wasn't, I wasn't doing that for a break. I was doing that because you said, to, uh, "What do you what do you think is going to happen?" And that's why I played that video. They're all going to be celebrating. Yeah, but the context was terrible. Over my head, it didn't. It confused them too as well. Let's go right. to right. <laughs> Great choice. Let's discuss something really depressing, even more depressing than the European (laughs) Um, Um, Champions League dreams were dashed. um, They're not dashed. They were dashed. Yeah. I'll discuss my points on the game. I literally see zero of it. I will say this. I backed Newcastle. (laughs) Um, I just knew it was happening. I knew it was happening and I hate it it because I knew it was coming. I didn't see the game, and I met you watched the game in full. I believe James did as well. Jamie, you were at cricket, so you've only seen bits and bobs. I was watching, but like had one eye on, one eye off. Yeah. So, um, Matt, just because you're looking at me and James looking at this one, being a real um, unsocial bastard, um, <laughs> your thoughts on the display from Saturday? Well, it was depressing. It was. Welcome <laughs> um... <laughs> back. West yeah, it was like the good old days. Um, it was, I mean, yeah, it started the first half, like up until 
um, the f- whole incident of the opening goal and the red card. Um, it weren't great. Um, we had the majority of the possession, but did very little with it. And they were the most threatening team on the counter-attack. Um, so Maximan was getting far too much time um, between the lines. He was finding a lot of space between the centre-halves and, bet- and then Noble and Suchek. There was no real, no one picking him up in there. And that was where he was causing a lot of the problems from. Um, but other than like, they had a couple of shots, but they didn't really test Fabianski. And then um, Craig Dawson's moment of madness um, from a poor first touch um, from, I think, Diop laid the ball back to him. And at that point, well, you've just got, you, yeah, he's already on the air card. You've just got to stand your ground and don't dive in because I could, I can almost understand him doing that if it was on the edge of his own 18 yard box or, or he was pre- preventing a goal and he was giving away a free kick. But on at that position, there was so much space still between the ball and the goal. There were people getting back trying to cover. You've dived in, and not only have you dived in and you're going to get booked anyway, but you haven't brought like done enough to stop the attack. Yeah where they've then gone on and then you've got the, the cock and up you've and left, lack you've of communication. man with Mark Noble. <laughs> yeah, and then you've got the no, like just the, the mix-up between Fabianski and Diop and it's, it's ricocheting. It was a poor shot and they got lucky to score, but that's, that's killed us. And then you're thinking, all right, if we can get to half-time 1-0, then you never know because they, they're, they're not a great side and we saw that in the second half. And if you're only one goal down, you think you never know. And then Fabianski, obviously, my boy, my guy. Um, that's probably yeah. the first big disaster he's had right, that I can remember in recent recent couple of years where he has been fully at fault for a goal. Yeah, um, the first one since Liverpool, I remember. Yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, that honestly, last... Honestly, so I have, I have not watched the highlights. Um, I, it was so depressing hearing, hearing, hearing what happened. I've just not bothered. Um, which is probably bad for some that hosts a West Ham podcast, I know. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, a little bit. Like, Should as, you really confess to that on air? I was literally, right, we were at football and I had I had the game on the first 15 minutes of the game before, like, as our meet time was, but we get to a certain point where if phones got to go off, obviously I start getting fine. So there's a few people watching, um, like just come and watch our game that are just shouting out scores. I'm like, fuck off. Like, we're not 2-0 down. Go over at half-time and 2-0 down. It's like, excellent. But it's... I knew it was coming. You just knew it was coming, and all right, maybe not. Maybe not in the way that it happened with um, no longer King Dawson, Clown Dawson, and, <laughs> uh, and Fabianski, who, who I'd like to say he did not need to put that out on social media. That apology because he has been unbelievable for West Ham for three years. Um, and if anyone give him stick as a West Ham fan, you have got no idea because we could still have Roberto in goal. <laughs> yeah, right. he. I yeah, mean, let's, you know, like, let's. He has been the stalwart of the back for us in the last oh, few years. So it's if that's the thing. As a goalkeeper, you are in the firing line, and any mistake you make, nine times out of ten, is going to lead to a goal. So the it's just union over here. I love it. My union. Yeah, now. yeah. Dal, you're you're union. in with us. A union. Right. <laughs> so two <laughs> down at half time. Why can't I mute him? Two <laughs> down at half time. <laughs> He's actually muted. Um, yeah, so two 0 <laughs> down at half time. When we when we we come back out and I'm right back, right, but yeah, was it a better performance? Second half? <laughs> yeah, um, it was. It was. It was better second half. Um, there just seemed to be a little bit more freedom. Really, um, we got Lingard on the ball more. He didn't really have much in the first half, 
And obviously, when you get him on the ball more, he he was he was our creative outlet, and he was making things happen. Um, we get like, <laughs> even even though we were down to ten men, he we still had I think sixty odd percent possession in the second half. They were Ridiculous. they were on the back foot most of the time, and then we got the first goal. And you like it was a like a decent cross and a all right header, but I think the keeper again should do better. Um, it's yeah. bounced just in front of him, but I think he's got. To, I think he's got to be saving it. And then from then they just shit themselves. And mm. um, VAR came to the rescue, and that's one of the occasions where VAR works because no one really yeah. even saw it. Um, that no, there weren't really any appeals from West Ham players. But he's no gone up. With, there was no yeah, moaning from them either. Exactly, they knew. Like he's gone up with his arm above. I can't remember who was challenging the header now. Suchek, he's gone up arm above his head and it's just bounced off his arm. So you can't, and there's no, and like, there's all these ums and ahs about what's the offside, uh, what's the handball law and is it actually handball? You, there's no denying that one. He's got his arm up and he's basically punched the ball away off of Suchek's head. You, that's when VAR works. Um, so we get the yeah. penalty. I wasn't, I wasn't overly confident. Um, <laughs> no, no, was after, I. After Lingard's um, penalty right. miss against Leeds, um, but he took it nicely in off the post. And then you think, right, we're back in it. Football's great again. And then they score from their only attack in the half. And it was just, it, it was one of those where Willock, Willock was going to come on. Then we scored the first goal and they delayed his substitution. We brought Ben Rama on at that point. Then it went to 2 all, and they went, all right, we'll bring him on now. And then first thing he does is go out the other end, get his head on it. And there was nothing Fabianski could do with that one. He got a good hand to it, but it was about four yards away. I still and can't believe that even happened. It was just... The thing is, as soon as they got... As soon as we went back to 2 all, they realised, oh, shit, we actually need to try. And they just... They, they, had, they still had the man advantage, which was, oh, it didn't look like it for most of the second half. They did. And it paid in the end because they were essentially just lumping balls forward towards the end then. And they had the extra man. And we didn't really have, again, it's where we you don't have someone like Antonio to hold the ball up as the uh, as we're trying to clear it. So it was just coming back. And then so we, had the sh- we had the shot cleared off the line just before they, they scored the winner as well. So the warning sign was there. Yeah, yeah, what we know trying to catch Maximan was hilarious. Leave the line. That is good to him, right? The last four games, he's really stepped up, and I'm ho- and I'm hoping a lot on the fan base really do like sort of just pipe down a little bit. As much as not, yeah, as much as he's, <laughs> the day, he's, had, he's, had, he's had some he's had some big boots to shut. He's had some big boots. Also, to James, do. it's three games, not three games. Well, whatever, three I games. Some big boots to to fill, and he's come in. He's done a very good job. And you know he's gone from hardly playing to like three ninety-minute matches. That, that bad thing is, I dread to see him against Chelsea at the weekend. Mm. All right. In a five, though, it might be okay if he sits. If he sits and let need some energy yeah. in the middle. Well, come can on. I, can we'll I also on. just say from what I saw? One man we did miss, and this is gonna hurt Daryl. I thought we missed Creswell. <laughs> oh, for Masuaku. No, Creswell. Like, I, I thought we just half half. Creswell, rubbish. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, no, I, I do agree. I think, and I was gonna. I'm gonna say when we come into the Chelsea Chelsea preview, um, Creswell, Masuaku are massive 
massive shouts for this game if they're both fit. Yeah. Ben Johnson, for me, I still have some question marks. I think he's good enough. He just doesn't sit well on fire. He's a wing-back, mate. He's playing on the wrong side, so I will give him that. But it's, it's, it's not... It's his decision making for me that I'm, which is slightly disappointing. If he was getting into the right things and then maybe letting him down, I go, okay, he's playing in the wrong position. But it's some of his decision making. What, what, what does me of him, right? And um, we've seen it, and we've we've all complained about it on previous podcasts. One game he come and done really well was United. I believe it was United in the cup. Mm. He come on at the left wing back and absolutely tore him apart for forty five minutes, and he was fantastic. But he was driving at them. The, the other guns we've really moaned at him is he, give, he gives the ball away too easy from general passing the football. Um, which, as a wing back, you have to be out of pass and get forward, and it's really let him down. Now, yes, he's probably out of position, but he's still got mm-hmm. a pass from full back, so he doesn't really get leeway with that with me. But as he seems like a better defender than he does mm-hmm. an attacker. Um, Big time. Like, so you've got to think maybe if we ever go back to a flat back four, he probably slots in a lot better as a full back. Than a wing back, um, it doesn't get in over Masuaku, it doesn't get in over Kufal. Um, I still hmm. think he's learning his trade a little bit. Like, I'm surprised, surprised you're not putting him in over Cresswell, Dale. There's a uh, lot of it. I'll, I'll hold my hands up, and I've, I've said it in previous podcasts, he's been awesome this year. Um, yeah. I still have problems with him at times, especially as a fullback. Um, if we were going back to a flat back four, I'd potentially go with Ben Johnson over Cresswell because I don't think Cresswell's the best defensive fullback we've got, but as a centre half. Unbelievable, and he's your. He, you've got three. You've actually got four top draw centre halves here at times, and they've all played well this year. Balbuena, Albona, mm. um, mm. and uh, Dawson have all played really well at times this year. But Cresswell starts over two of them. Yeah, ten in the Premier League as a centre half. So you've got to give him all the credit in the world for doing that and making that position sort of his own. Because you're right, we missed, we missed him this weekend. You miss him getting on the ball. You miss his extra bit of pace. Um, his, his delivery is different class, we know this. Um, yeah. So, hopefully, they've said he's well ahead of schedule, so he should be fit for Chelsea, which is mm. ridiculous because they said it was three or four weeks. The yeah. thing I think we really missed um, in this game is where, as I say, we had most of the possession and they were just sitting men in two banks of four or four and a five at times. Um, we didn't have Antonio's presence in the box. We couldn't be putting balls in um, and we just lacked the killer ball. We, we couldn't find a pass through them. There weren't any space in between the lines for someone like Lingard to, to pick the ball up and work his magic. And there weren't really enough movement between the front four, which is what I said a couple of weeks ago when we found out Antonio was injured. The way we need to get at these teams is to have Bowen, Four nows, moving Lingard, then. then just move in. Don't let don't give the defenders a rest at all. Keep them yeah. moving so they don't know what's happening. But it was all too rigid. So, mm. so here's my here's my point, my problem with what it's not a problem with what you've said, it's my problem with Moyes, right? You've you've you're bang on in a situation where we've not got Antonio and you're two one down, two all still going for it, still going for something. You've got four nows, Bowen, Ben Rama, Lingard. Lanzini, all these players are exactly the same players, right? They're, and you've you've just said it. Uh, there's not a lot of movement. It's all the same. Not a lot of space between the lines. Why not we bring this kid on at two and down just to try something different? Get balls in the box. He's a striker. 
I think the other day he played in an under-23 game. I think that's why he didn't play. But he, yeah, but... We said that the other week, and I was totally wrong, because they played on a Friday the other week, and both him and Coventry in the matchday squad the weekend after. So mm. what I heard was bang wrong. If they're in a the squad, they've got to be fit enough to play. Right? It's just the lack You're, of trust. Like, that's yeah. lack of trust, but you have to do it at some point. For a penalty, he got back in the game. You have to change things up. Matt has just said it there, and I've not seen the game, uh, and it's got me quite irate just listening to Matt saying it. You have to change things up at times. There's a striker on the bench you have to use. Um, maybe not, don't start him because we've proved that we can win games without him. But at that point, two one down, get your striker on. To be fair, is, he, could have, he could have even thrown Yarmolenko up there because well, he, we know he trusts him, and he, yeah. we know he sees him more in that role. So just uh, someone with a bit of physicality um, well, as, as, a, as a plan B. Fredericks is your last substitution when you've got Yarmolenko or the Baker on the bench. Frederick, mm. look, I, I said it, Moyes has done an awesome job this year. This is my problem with him. And it will keep happening. Fred, you're 2-2. Two, two. You're going for Champions League. They said, I don't, yeah, they, said I it really they are going to try and win games of football. I, I don't blame him for this enough. result, though. I blame the players. I blame players in that first half. They were so poor. Mate, you like, can't. There was no. Yes, do that. You can't doubt, play, doubt. The goals you were... blame Moyes for that. Doubt, for that the goal. But you can't, also, you can't also blame the players. Well, they couldn't be asked. Asked. You, you haven't seen the goals. The goals are the players' let fault. Me finish, let me finish what I'm saying, right? You're blaming them for one 45-minute performance. Okay? Yeah, it was awful. No, 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 no doubt. The performance awful. isn't the thing I'm talking about. The goals are the players' faults. Have you seen the goals? But James is blaming the performance. Goals no, no, are yeah. The first half of the performances was awful. Compared I, I, to what I, I, we've been playing, you haven't even watched it. So how can you even be shaking your head? The you performance can't give people... You can't give people a stick for 45 minutes. If they do it for the next two weeks, I'll have man's up go, yeah, they've been fucking terrible. 45 minutes. That first 45 minutes was short. There was no desire. There was no desire chasing the ball down. So everything we'd seen in the last month... That none of them are doing it. Didn't we have they more ball for the first couldn't pass, couldn't pass the ball five yards. Didn't we, have more didn't we have more possession? So we had the ball. Daryl, your argument is totally right. We've not even watched the game. So can I just say, can I just say you're both wrong? Because it no, weren't the wrong. it weren't the performance. It was two individual mistakes. Yeah, that was it. That is the only thing that's cost us that game. It's not the manager's fault. It's not the performance's fault. It's the players. Craig Dawson. One hey, mistake were, or two mistakes. Yeah, and I, didn't say, one I didn't say it's a manager's fault first half. It's not about, I think, as, as I said, it's, but I, it I, was I, not bad performance. It was two individual mistakes. You can't also, bad performance. Uh, what I would highlight is doubt. Wait, James, this is aimed at both of you. In general, doubt, I think you're, you're someone who will highlight the manager's fault before the players. Not even like digging you out, while James is probably the opposite. Yes, the performance weren't good enough in the first half. Is that down to the players or the managers? It's a mix of both because I don't think we got the tactics right. We shouldn't have been playing 60% possession against Newcastle. That's not worked for us all season. So why are we doing it now? The, Man, that's the, no, 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 but that's not, not a, the You that's don't play. Not, um, that's, I don't think that's a tactics thing. I think that's a Newcastle thing, mate. They're, t they're a team that are they're not, they're not possession-based football, football team. But neither are we. Yeah, yeah but the thing up. is, you can't you can't just sit there with the ball in the centre circle yeah, and yeah. two teams they're, just... They're 17th <laughs> in the league, right? They're not going to come... They need the result, yes. they. But they've done what they need to do. They sat back, let us have the ball. We're not going to beat teams without Antonio up front having 
sixty percent possession of the ball because we can't break teams down like that. Exactly. You can't, you can't turn teams around. So it's not, it's not a tactic thing because there was nothing else we could do. And that, is, and that is me backing Moyes up. There's we're just nothing didn't have the same desire. We just didn't no have the same desire. I don't, I don't get what you mean by desire, though, James. Like, right. that's a, because that's, I'm, right, that's not I'll something you can talk, and I'll tell you what I mean. Right, in the last few games, right, we've been pressing, pressing, pressing. In that first half, we didn't press at all. Newcastle had too much of the ball. We got caught out of mis- when Okay. Let me rephrase that before you go berserk, Daryl. <laughs> right? Daryl's just had a struggle. Right? Let me rephrase <laughs> what I said there. I didn't mean to say that. Right? There was times where we weren't pressing them. So at the back, when they're on their back line, normally we'd put them under pressure and force them to kick long. They weren't really doing that. As much as you're saying that we had more possession, we didn't do anything with it. The back line was so deep, we were never getting through it. Put your hand down. <laughs> <laughs> sir, sir. I've got, a, I've got a big counterpoint to this. Okay, right. Counterpoint. So what I was getting frustrated with is that uh, compared to what we've been doing in the last – even the commentators were saying it. Compared to what we've been doing in the last few weeks, it, it just didn't seem like they'd come out full guns blazing like we have been. And – Two sloppy mistakes on top of that. We could have gone quite happily, uh, quite as well as gone into half time as nil nil. It was the two sloppy mistakes which made the two goals, right? So take the sloppy mistakes out. It could have gone in at half time nil nil, but I wouldn't have been happy with that based on the performance that we'd seen. Okay, two points to what you just said. Desire and stuff like that, and you've said that we weren't pressing it down and it was a lax performance that you think and commentators think. It happens, right? And it does happen, and I, you can't give the players loads of chip for it because of how good they've been this year. Second point to what you've just said. We just said it. We've had, we had loads of possession. We struggled to break them down. And what we've done well at teams this year is let teams come onto us. Let teams mm. bring the ball out and come further up the pitch. Now, this is mm. this is me just in my head thinking tactically of what Moyes might have said. And then bring it out. Don't go press them. Because we press the big teams well and it causes big teams problems. Like we've done with Spurs, like we've done with Arsenal for 45 minutes. Press them high, get the ball back, go and attack. This Newcastle team, probably what you'll find he's doing, because they were sitting so deep, again, this is just in my head, let them come out, let them come out, let them come out, nick it and go, because we had no one to hold the ball up. Potentially, think, that's why they're not pressing things down. That that is That's the way I'd take that. I think the, I think the thing is, like you got, you're, you're, I think you're, you're sort of right there, Dale. And the thing is that we, we don't really take into account is... Yeah, as you say, against teams like Spurs, we press them high up the pitch and you pressure them. But because the reason we do that is because teams like that play it out from the back and they like to progress through the lines and that's how they play their football. Whereas Newcastle aren't going to play like that. If you put them under the pressure, they're going to lump it long to Joe Linton. That's how they're going to play. And then they're going to look for St. Maximan in behind or Almiron coming in behind. It's You've got to adapt your tactics to the team you're playing against, which Mm. is why... Probably we're not pressing as high up the pitch because we don't see the value in it. It's it's almost wasted energy against a team like Newcastle because they're not going to get caught trying to play it out from the back, yeah. unlike a team well, like... I can, I can counter that too. I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong because in the way the flow games, I can see what you're saying. But at the same time, if you put a pre- uh, pressure on teams like that that aren't as good at playing out of the back but, and they do pump it long... They're not going to – the reason we got caught almost like 
That's I, like it was like a, it was a it was a weird situation. Like Diop I, I, did I, a, a weird pass. We know his touch was awful. I, but it's mistakes. Teams I, like as Matt once said, Matt put that bang on. These this team, if you watch this team Newcastle every week, you'll see their tactic of play nine times out of ten is to get the ball forward into Jolly, like we do with Antonio at times. Get the ball forward, get up there. They are not a team that are going to knock it about, come into their centre midfielders, come back out, go wide. They're not going to do that. So why go and, as you said, waste all that energy up front? We haven't been a high-press team all season. We don't press teams high. We've we never been. No, no, games. We no, do we it in certain games. Spurs and Arsenal, we've done it. We've done it well. City, we've done it well. We're a deep doubt. What have we been best this year? Counter attacking right. from a don't know, James. Yeah. I've had to listen to you talk for about five, ten minutes. We've been a deep block team most of the season and looked at teams on the counter, especially when we're in five at the back. Five at the back, we normally sit in deep, break up play, and then counter with our pace from Kuf, um, from Masawaku Kufau and our wingers. Do you want to know the last time we had possession? We had more possession than the team this season. Was it the Newcastle game at home? No, West Brom was the last yeah, time we I'm had. Saying to you, right? We are, we do we sit back, yes. But these teams like like Spurs, we higher press them with Lingard, Bowen, Antonio. I think Four Nails might have played that game. We nicked the ball in higher high areas. The, the goal at Lingard uh, that was against Spurs. Lingard's goal. We nicked that, that ball in high areas. areas. No, yeah, but the thing is that we actually won that ball around about the halfway line. It's not a high press, no, but it's higher than what we normally would do. We normally sit back in three in two banks. I, I yeah, don't which the thing you. is, like, we what has and I th- I'm, I'm with Jamie on this one. What it ha- what has brought us our success this season is letting them bring it out. And it is, I saw mm. a, a thing, an article um, on the Athletic where recently we have the second um, deepest defense on average in the Premier League this season. Mm. We let them come on to us. We sit deep and then we spring from there because we want them to overcommit. But the thing is, against a team like Newcastle, they're not going to overcommit. They're not going to be throwing their wing backs forward and giving you the space in behind. This is what I was saying before about James' point about us not pressing and chasing things. We were sitting back to let them come on to us. We... Because we should have tried to that. That's probably how we should have tried to bring the game out. Try and emphasise Newcastle having more possession. Even when we played Burnley at home, think, Burnley at home what, had more I possession. Think that's probably what they tried to do, Jay. Um, what hmm. James is saying, we're not pressing at a higher level. They're probably trying to let them have possession. Yeah, they're not good enough to beat us in possession. We know that, even though they've done us twice this year. So that's why we still had a lot more of the ball because we've got better football players than they have. We've got better football players than they have. And that is that is fact. Not if you ask John Joe Shelby. My one problem is <laughs> if we would have higher pressed, and I think we we didn't higher press in the game at their place last year. We watched it down East Furrow. Um, we didn't high press them, but we give them a lot more space and Saint Maximan then caused us a hell mm. of a lot of troubles when we come out of our shell bit. That's why I don't think we went chasing after the ball this year. Um mm. but look, we we all it's get cards, we all get our right, we all get fit, we all we all get opinions. Um yeah, I might not have watched it, but I've seen a lot of content on it. I've got my own thoughts in it. I still think we probably should have won the game. Oh, yeah. Well, no. Um, if we got a point out that game, I think it would have been a snatch right, and grab. At 10, down, at 10 men and 2 down, you'd take a point all day long, wouldn't you? Um, yeah, it would have yeah, been a snatch and grab. And like, then, at the same point, what Matt was saying was, for the second 45 minutes, we were, pretty, we, we were dominant. Oh, we were so good in that second half. It was just—it's just a shame, really. It's a shame that it just we didn't get two halves of that. But then really. sometimes 
you see it a lot of times. T teams step up with 10 men. <laughs> like, we, that might not have changed if Dawson hadn't got sent off. And it might have been a board draw. All right, you take the point, but it might have been. It's all hindsight. Let's look, we've been talking for a long time. Let's quickly go and talk Chelsea. Uh, we played Chelsea 5.30 at Saturday. home. Saturday. Oh, away. At home. At home. Excellent. Um, last time we played them there, I believe we won. Yamalenko. Oh, Yamalenko. What a day. My guy. Um, that was a great night. I was sat in sat in my mate's house as a Chelsea fan, and he was giving it large. And then Yarmolenko broke through. It was the best night I've ever had. Um, we'll go quick. We'll go very quick. Matt stats. We won't talk massively. About uh, this. We. I haven't even bothered with the stats today. I've been too deeply entrenched in European Super we League won't research. Matt stats for the so, first time. time. So I was. Darryl, I was Darryl Darryl had his Google break. search up. <laughs> yeah. Red, devastating. We beat Chelsea. I'll quickly look it up. Go on. 55 times. And we haven't even got games to go off here. I'm going to mm. go, I think, a bit less because Chelsea are relatively new. I'm going to go 48. I'm going to go 44. Uh, it's 42. Oh, oh closest. You've been cheating. Well, I'm 42, drawn 22, lost 51. Oh, I meant okay. Okay. Um Right, so we've heard that Cresswell and Masawaku are potentially fit for the weekend. Still no Declan, still no Mikel. Obviously no Clown Dawson anymore uh, because of a suspension. So if Cresswell's fit, I'll take it. It's Diop Ogbonna, Cress, yep. Masawaku, Kufal, Nobes, Zuchek, Lingard, Bowen, Fornals, and who am I missing? Is that it? That's it. Yeah, it's not. I, I'm quite happy with the whole Masuaku Cresswell on that side. I like that. I love it. I've got no problems with that at all. Delivery is going to be good. I've got no problems because you know Cresswell's got the ability defensively to cover, and that the other side, I've got into a back four. Kufal was better defensively as a wing back to slot in. So I've got yeah. no problem with that happening. You've, um, you've noticed it all season. Our, all our attacking threats have generally come down our left side. And even when they've gone down our right side, Kufal's not been terrible. He's just not as naturally gifted as Cresswell. They, they give him more space, which opens it up for him. Yeah, that's why he's probably still got some assists this year. Like, yeah. I think teams have identified that our left-hand side is probably our biggest threat. And why... Yeah like Kufal and Bowen, who has got our most goal contributions out of any player in the team this I season. Think, I think people do take, uh, or players do take Masuaku for granted as well. because Yeah, going does, forward, not defensively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so in, like, because he's a lot more skillful than people think he is, because you look at him as a left back, but as a full back, uh, as a wing back, sorry, and a winger, he's, he's as good as most top wingers in the league when it comes to ability, skill and talent. Because the guy can just get out, turn you on a sixpence and get out of so much trouble. And uh, like his delivery, if his delivery, delivery was as good as Cresswell's delivery, what a winger he'd be. Yeah. It's just, uh, and by him pushing forward and being that threat, it does create that space for Cresswell to deliver a ball in the box. Little bit of breaking news just come out. Um, for West Ham, just just a little bit. West Ham news has come out. Randolph, Balbuena, Fredericks, and Lansing. You all got ninety minutes under their belt as West Ham United under twenty threes beat Everton under twenty threes two one this afternoon. Guess hey. who? Got, guess who got both goals? I'm going to assume it was Mepo. It was Mepo. Oh, yeah, he's going to keep knocking on the door. I think. Um, 
well, it, really, this week probably um, defies if we're still looking at Champions League football or not after this week. Yeah, good segue. I think we need to avoid. I was going to say that question. There's, there's, there's still a chance. Yeah. Is this a defining factor if we beat if we, Chelsea? If we, I think if we get a po- if we get a point, it's still on. Um, if we lose, yeah. I think it's over. Yeah, if we I'm, win, I'm think, if we win, we're back in the driving seat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. If we win, I think then it is us, Liverpool, Man City, Man U who should get it. Imagine scenes with every three points and the scenes on our chat really on everything. You could really do a lead Nick and Saint out of this. Um, the only, I think, the only problem with this weekend is I just think. Chelsea look a good side at the moment. I think the West Brom result was an absolute anomaly that you can disregard. They looked really good against City in the semi-final at the weekend. They nullified them. They made things happen. Um, They just look a much better side under Tuchel. I'd like to say that they've they've got a lot of big games up, but every time we say this about teams like United, they've just like smashed us anyway. So, but they have got Brighton on Tuesday. What a side! (laughs) (laughs) Jamie's Brighton. Jamie's Brighton. They potentially play uh, Real Madrid uh, Tuesday week as well. What's this time ever? Potentially, um, or they could be completely out of European competition. We're not we, sure. We might, we might not even have a game this weekend. It might get called off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> potentially, oh. there's, there's a lot of potential there. But um, look, we all know how tough it is. We know that we've got an half decent record against Chelsea in recent times. Um, Law of averages, then. Records are there to be broken. Which is a game that I never look forward to playing uh, playing Chelsea because they, we know they're a good side. And it's a sort of game where Werner's going to turn it on, score at trick, and he's never going to look back. Uh, it, is, it is a completely... He West had a good game at the weekend, oh, apparently. It's apparently a West Ham hold my beer situation. That's what it is. Yeah, um, one of my best friends is a Chelsea fan. His brother is so, like, it's quite a big... Uh, I'm quite a big fan of this game. But I don't believe a word of what you just said because you said one of my best friends and we're all here. <laughs> we're all here. And we're not, we're not, <laughs> we're not Chelsea fans. So, um, my one point, and I, you guys said it more back uh, a few a few months ago, when we've had bad performances this year or bad uh, results, we have bounced back very, very well. We, we haven't had... probably the toughest bounce back of the lot. Yeah. The, only, the other thing as well is, and, and we spoke about how um, the Newcastle game didn't suit us. This is back to our sort of style of play, deep block, counter-attack. Yeah, and yeah. they haven't... The one thing we might have in our favour is their centre-halves aren't the quickest. Um, yeah. So if we can use that pace in behind, we might have a chance. Um, it's I, I, Without getting into pre, like, predictions, I think we score. Um, I think only Man City have scored in more Premier League games than us this season. Um, so it's rare that teams will keep pushing against us. It's they just will, whether or not we can it, we can it, outscore them. It's not a game they're they're coming into thinking this we, we get three points here without really trying. They know we're a tough fixture right now. <laughs> you watch it. I'm going on to a Chelsea podcast on Thursday to preview this and they'll be like, Yeah, we'll beat you with ease. <laughs> I, I think that's that'd be quite an interesting podcast to go on now, Jay, even more so with their with this super cup stuff. Yeah, I'm Which interested really, because really interesting. I imagine I look, I spoke to my mate, he's against it, like who's a Chelsea fan. Um and oh, what's all this about other mates? All your mates are here. <laughs> did you just told you I'm on another <laughs> podcast? And what, yeah, but they, 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 his mates, my mate. Don't mean they're mates. <laughs> yeah, you've, only, you've got <laughs> a communal <laughs> mate. You and James Titchcock have to go. 
I'll tell you what, you tell them you're a Chelsea fan, right? <laughs> and we've got other mates, you know what I mean? Like, we look like we're really popular when it's really just yourselves texting each other under different names. Like, Tom no? <laughs> <laughs> right, give me some predictions. Uh, James, just go you first. I, I, I think we're, the wheels are going to come off of this one and again and stay off. 2-1 Chelsea, I reckon. Cargo. Cargo. Yeah. Cargo. Um, just because of it has been the West Ham way last four weeks. I'm going three two. Ha ha. Two. Not saying to who. Got to. I'm gonna go. I tell you what. We'll go. With it. We're gonna go three two West Ham. We're gonna go three nil up again. And no. I'm gonna oh, for no. no. <laughs> I actually get to watch the game this week as well because my game's earlier, so I'll be able to sit down and well, I say sit down. I'll hide behind a cushion. I need yeah. to find a pub to watch it. Oh, you're out of a bird, aren't you? Oh, yeah. If you don't find a pub to watch that game, (laughs) he's out with James. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Give me a prediction, Jamie. I disagree with Higo in the essence of I don't think this is going to be like, I think Chelsea keep a clean sheet. That's what Tuchel's actually come in and done really well. He's kept them really solid. It's actually they've been lacking goals outside of that game. Massive club like us. I actually think Chelsea win, and I think they're gonna they'll go one nil up maybe early first half. We'll chase the game and they'll get another. So I think two nil Chelsea. Uh, to be fair, I was I was going to go with a Chelsea Chelsea to to nil, but then I remembered that we have scored in more Premier League games than any other team apart from Man City, and we are fucking massive. Um, <laughs> but and seeing as it's been a while, I'm going to throw out a Desmond. Why not? Yeah, hey, it's been, been a while. It's been Desmond, but I've got to go to three two prediction. We were due um, a Desmond. I think look the the form Jesse's in at the moment, and he's popped up with big goals in big games. Um, as long as he's fit, he, he hobbled off. I, I, Cramp. Is it actually been confirmed? There's been no talking. Oh. Moyes said in the post match that it was just looked like cramp. So. Then that's twice he's had cramp problem cramp problems in three weeks. Yes, he's not played a lot of football recently, so that's probably not helping his case. Uh, he runs around a lot though, didn't he, Jesse? Uh, he, he, he puts in some serious miles, and you've got to give him the world of because right now, look, and this I want to finish the podcast, but I'll put this out there: if he keeps going on this form, considering the seasons that Rice and Zuchek have had, he will be very close to winning Player of the Year. Yeah. <laughs> say, right now, Hamridy is really hard. Like, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Hard. I do you think Zuchek got, right now is my favourite to you win it. Put in there, Rice, Zuchek, Lingard, um, Creswell, 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 Antonio, probably Antonio, probably Dawson uh, for the performances that he's Jared Bowen does does deserve a mention, maybe, but honourable thing, mention, top scorer in the league, isn't he? Yeah, yeah right. Lingard, you know he's, he's he really up to his game recently, isn't he? Yeah, let's call it a day there. I think this is our longest podcast to date. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. We've, <laughs> we've had a good rant. Um, Bloody European I'm Super League. I'm surprised I didn't call any of you a CUNT because um, it become very it become very close when James was kicking off. Um, so, and I didn't say anything nasty towards Spurs fans either, which is very surprising. Hey, to be fair, we haven't got an issue with Spurs fans right now. We've got an issue oh, with Spurs. We've got an issue with Spurs fans. <laughs> no, no. For today. All football fans are one, and we are all anti-European Super League. But we're still... But we still hate Spurs. We hate Chelsea fans like we hate them all. So, um, yeah. Let's call it a day now. I've actually really enjoyed the podcast. Um, 
I hope the boys that have watched it, I know it's not been a lot of uh, chat today, but um, I've actually got, I spoke to someone that plays for our football team, um, our, our Sunday side. He says he watches it every week. So I've given up a mention to Dan Gray. Uh, thanks for that, mate. It's, it was good to hear that you enjoy the show um, and that like you enjoy it. Uh, look, I, I know a lot of people are watching and, and sort of listening to it. So it's great. Um, if you can share and like and subscribe uh, and rate us on Apple Podcasts as well, it only does us a world of good. Um, a retweet on Twitter, anything. Retweet. Matt, the big one for us right now is obviously listening, which is great, and subscribing to YouTube because we want to yeah. progress our YouTube page um, to a point where we can really like delve into this a little bit more, better quality, more guests, hoping to, hoping to Matt um, puts himself out there and get some more guests on. Um, as he's getting mugged off on Twitter, mugged off by Jimmy Walker. What's that about? Can I just say one last thing on the European Super League to, to point out how crap it is? Um, so the records slash trophies of the Champions League will be oh, transferred on. over. We had to get it in there. <laughs> uh, so the records and trophies of the Champions League will be transferred over to the Super League in their eyes. So Real Madrid would start as 13 times European Super League champions. Really? What? Is that a ball? Yeah, that's just... Because it's going to be a league format. Anyone no, can win a cup final. It's called, it's called the league, but in theory, it's... Uh, it's similar to the Champions League, where they'd have a league. You've seen that new Champions League format they're doing. Yeah, it's crap. Yeah, it's just I've as bad. Seen, I've actually not seen it. It's 36 teams, and four. then, yeah, you have different divisions but you it all counts to one league table yeah and, and then the top eight teams go through to a knockout stage yeah, yeah and then like i think teams from nine down to i think nine down to 24 play off in knockouts two legged knockouts for the last eight then you have like first place six uh, I, I, it's something like that but the other issue that i really had with it is it, you get a coefficient so say you're an Arsenal who have got good history in Europe, you might not qualify for the Champions League, but you could get put into it on there's, history. There's two spaces for the teams with the best coefficient that haven't qualified through their league systems. That's ridiculous. Mm. The Champions League... I, I actually thought the, Champi look, the Champions League has gone through a lot of refurbs, but the Champions League up until... like has been pretty good Go recently. Go back to the Winners' Cup. Mm. Literally, straight knockout, become the best team in Europe. You don't get a chance to lose. That's it. You yeah. don't get to lose. I've the always liked the idea of that. You prove you're the best team in Europe because you don't lose a fixture. Mm. Like that's the cup winners' cups, like uh, our one and stuff like that. You had to win every game, like yeah, like, over a two-legged basis. You still had to win every game, home and away. Blah blah blah. That's what I'd go back to. But then I, because really, apart from watching English sides in the group stages for the sake of watching football or having a bet, as we are, all three of us are real fiends. Um, it don't get interesting until the last 16 anyway, really. Do you know what I mean? So, bomb it all off and shave knockout football. Right, we'll keep talking. <laughs> yeah. I could keep right. going and I could Let's keep go going. To... Should we go? Should we go? Don't, don't go to bed, DG. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Last thing to say is before James steals my thunder because I knew what he was going for, last thing to say is come on your irons. Come on your irons. Come on your irons. Come on your irons. <laughs>